Live from Long Beach, California, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Book and Tiger Radio! With your hosts, Danny D and Andy O! Right, Danny D, back again, man. We there finally got go. everything all figured out. There we go. Yep. Ah, it feels good. How was your week, dude? Uh, my week has been pretty good, Andy. I, uh, I turned uh, 41 years old last week. Holy bananas, man. We are getting fucking old as shit. <laughs> we are. 41 <laughs> years old. A lot, of, a lot of conversation about how many candles to put on the cake. Oh my God! Closer to fifty than we are to twenty. Oh, so much, Andy. We're we're at fifty's door, man. Oh yeah, dude. Closer to fifty than we are to thirty. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's like an alarm call, it's man. It's like the that... law. It's like the law of averages, Andy. It's like you just did some math in that. Oh no! This is this is when we go. We got to go buy a Corvette. Two of them. That's <laughs> it, man. We got to freaking get out there, dye our hair jet black, and. Start all over again. I don't know. Like this is when the, the midlife crisis happens. Like, what was the old thing that they used to do? Maybe a a guy would go get like a twenty year old mistress or yeah, for sure, Andy. <laughs> Pick up some college girls at the uh, at the local JC. Yeah, that's we we are the perfect age for that. Andy. That's when it happens, right? They find someone with daddy issues and just uh, try to start anew. If I can spoil their fam, ruin their family, give them a new daddy, Andy. Oh, my life. You know, that is, wow, that's too real. I, I don't, I, we're going to lose listeners just because it's like of age alone. Like, oh, my God, I'm listening to two fucking dudes in their 40s. What's that <laughs> happening here? I don't know what they thought they were listening to before. <laughs> we sound like two old dudes ranting off. They're like, uh, when did this podcast start? Fucking, wait a minute. Are those inverted? Did they fuck it up? There's 20, 21. Wait, no, that's 12. I was like uh, seven when they started making this podcast for some people. And they're like, fuck, nope, nope. We got, we got listeners younger than the podcast, man. <laughs> I'm certain that we do. Man. So we got it all fucking dialed in again. Like uh, we had a little trouble there. The sound is now clear. Uh, the fucking links are now working. We're back. We're back. Yeah. We bonafide. Oh, man. Well, happy birthday to you, Dan. Thanks, Andy. I wish you many, many more. I wish myself many, many more. Fucking A, knock on wood there. I mean, after last week's show, we're all worried about how many more birthdays we got fucking left in the tank. Uh, yeah, the, this week, you know, it's pretty much been, aside from your birthday, rather uneventful. I had a couple commissions, and I just oh, finished those good. bad boys up. That's good. Oh, yeah. And uh, let's see here. Uh, you know, in the news, there's fucking major things happening. This was my media of the week. I wanted to talk about skepticism.
Okay. No, well, no, no, in the media. Like, okay. you got to imagine that there was at one point uh, back in, before we were born, mm -hmm. where uh, the media loved to sensationalize things. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with if this name rings a bell, but there was a man by the name of Uri or Uri Geller. It is familiar, but continue. Okay, so uh, this guy, uh, he claimed to have been, um, have like uh, telekinetic powers. Oh, yeah, yeah, You yeah, know, yeah. like yeah. Uh, uh, he was able to bend things with his mind. And, right. And the media, he was like a media darling. They fucking loved him. He used to go on to uh, like Johnny Carson and uh, the Merv Griffin show and shit like that. And uh, he would perform these amazing things like before the camera where he fucking like rub a spoon and then it would, you know, get erect and, uh, or something like that. And then, uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't always a spoon, Andy. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, man. And then, uh, all of a sudden out of nowhere, there was a man. What? Let me go back a little bit. Johnny Carson. He was like, wow, this is pretty fucking interesting. This guy's getting pushed everywhere. I don't know if I really believe this bullshit. I'm going to have him on my show. Right. It'll be interesting for the folks, and we'll see, you know, if he can perform these fucking things in front of a television audience. And then in came a man by the name of James Randi. James Randi. Yeah, Rest dude. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Right. He just died a year ago. Yeah. Oh, man. And uh, see, but you know who James Randi is. Mm -hmm. And I believe he was like the publisher of a magazine called Skeptic Magazine. I think that's what his claim to fame well, many other things R right it was that was mostly like an anti-theist kind of um, publication it was it's, its whole point was to to disprove stuff that was uh, refutable you know like um he i believe he had he sorry well i think you're about to talk about his competition or no well, well, yeah. I'm, so you know this. You're yeah. not. You're not totally off in no, the woods. I, I told. I told you, Yuri Geller rung a bell. Yeah, Yuri Geller rung a bell. Well, that was the whole thing. So you had the media, and they would sensationalize people, and you know, it it gets the watches. Back then, there wasn't like clickbait, and there wasn't the internet, and television was, you know, the main form of entertainment, and also revenue stream. The more commercials people sit through, whatever, those are the products. That's how they sold them. So someone like Yuri or Uri Geller was perfect for that setup. Like people want to be amazed and astonished and hopeful mm -hmm. of things that are supernatural or maybe something that finally, uh, if you believed in the science of the thing, some kind of evolutionary step. In it's, 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 it's something that adds order to the chaos. Right. Now all of a sudden there's, I mean, no uh, type of ethereal being involved, nothing like that. Just a man using his mind, bending metal, mm -hmm. you know, just sheer will or something like yeah, that. I have no sure. idea what that even means. But um, there you go. The man is then on uh, Johnny Carson. And then you have the amazing Randy. And the amazing Randy's like, fuck this bullshit. Yeah. This guy is a fucking charlatan. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, fine. You do this. You can bend one of these spoons in what over the television in a box. I won't let you near the spoon. You can't touch the spoon. But if you're able to bend the spoon by looking at it, then you will win like a cash prize. I don't know. I think you got to be like 
a pretty substantial sum of money. Right, right. He, he, uh, he essentially did the first Penn and Teller full us episode on, on Johnny Carson, right? Right. And, and, I mean, it caused a rivalry that, you know, went on for decades. I think fucking James Randi, they, again, he just died a year ago. And Uri Geller thanks him for the career that he's had. I mean, on both ends, there was a famous Johnny Carson performance for Uri Geller where they had James Randi oversee the obstacles that uh, this man, Uri Geller, was uh, going to attempt. Right. Like super simple stuff. Um, not super simple stuff, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andy, Andy, let me see you bend a spoon with your mind, bro. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And do it on, like, a nationwide television. And uh, anyway, long story short, he gets on there, and he kind of makes an ass of himself. He doesn't accomplish anything. Uh, doesn't Yuri do Geller makes, yeah, Uri makes, Geller makes a makes pretty significant ass. ass of himself. Yeah, Pretty significant ass of himself. Like, you can see that he's, like, buying for time. I mean, I think Ricardo Montalban was like the was like the guest before him, and he even got a little pushed. Like, hey, you know what? We're gonna cut your shit short. You can stay on the couch, but we're gonna bring out a guy man, out here. Man, man, it's it's rough when Montalban gets pushed. Damn, and he was like big back then. Ricardo Montalban was the fucking shit. That guy. <laughs> there hadn't been a Spaniard that suave and that popular on television since Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> You know, yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was older and suaver. No Suavier. Suavier. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I hope one day ah. I can uh, uh, bloom, uh, blossom into that. I can become my own Ricardo Montalban. What was, what was, uh, what was the midget's name on Fantasy Island? Tattoo. Tattoo. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jerry uh, Sever or Jer- something like that. Jerry Orbach? <laughs> I don't know. That Arnold Hucklebuck? I have no idea. Anyway. Back then, sensationalism took place, but you had someone like Johnny Carson that was out there that was like, uh, I got to see this for myself. I don't necessarily know if I believe in this, but I'll give you a moment to prove yourself. Uh, so Carson had him on, and he just did the trick, and Carson couldn't figure out how to how he did it, right? That was the thing. Right. He, I think he, that was he the didn't, first attempt. Yeah. yeah, he didn't have an explanation for how he did it, but he also didn't believe that this man could bend spoons telepathically. Right. Right. And that's when that's when it occurred to him to bring on James Randi, who was was very, very set to to uh, make an ass out of um, Uri Geller. Yeah, there you go. That's a problem. Wow. That stroke fucking didn't hinder you at all. man. Look at <laughs> your recall is fucking this. Damn, you're on it. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just astonished here. This is you are my Uri Geller. You're fucking. Bending the will of this conversation. It's incredible. Danny D, you are an absolute uh, a testament to perseverance in the human spirit. Thanks, man. Yeah. I, you're not the first person I told that to. I, I, I said that to uh, Roy of Siegfried and Roy. That's as right. I kissed him on the forehead like he was a cobra. He was, After his first <laughs> appearance, he was being will. Like in Andy, a wheelchair. Andy, you kissed him on the forehead like a uh, like a, uh, a, a a sheep to a to an ooh, you know. Just, <laughs> I've never seen anything sweeter or more cuddly in my life. But oh my god, you know, I, I I let their whole closeted homosexual past just go right there. 
I was like, I understand, guys. <laughs> I feel like they took redemption in that, Andy. If this random Italian is cool to let it go, we'll let it go too, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally pro-gay and everything. <laughs> it just seemed like a funny thing to say. And uh, I know you don't want to get canceled after fucking 12 years. You're fucking right on the chopping block. So... So this is the whole thing with the media skepticism. Um, the, the human populist used to be this as skeptical as Johnny Carson. You saw someone like Uri Geller. He was on the TV. You see him bend a spoon. There's a good portion of people that are like, nah, I don't believe that shit. And then there's a bunch of people like, ooh, give me more of this. I, I just only want to consume this. But... Uh, so, so, uh, just real quick, just to interrupt. So, like, uh, so... so um, uh, James Randi disproves Uri Geller pretty... Yeah, vehemently. Yeah, vehemently, right? Um, uh, James Randi then goes on to create a prize, and it was it was a million-dollar prize for anyone who could uh, do something that proved uh, the existence or of the supernatural or something that, like, wasn't explained by natural causes, right? If you could just do anything. Right, anything. Do, do anything. If you could just do, do anything or show any anything that could not be... Uh, proven by natural causes, boom, million dollars. Million dollars. And uh, four decades. Oh, Nobody. yeah, 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 yeah. No, we're talking about probably about fifty years, Andy. Fifty years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and five decades. And, yeah, so for him, that was like a crowning achievement in his in, a, in his uh, I don't so know war, war chest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Man, that that's the truth of the matter. So we get these sensationalist stories that take place, and nobody questions anything any longer. Like, okay. What were your feelings about? I'm gonna take you back. Take me back, Andy. I think it was uh, the uh, 20, the, the the 2000 election. The 2000 election. This is George W. Bush and Al Gore. That's right. Okay. At night, we we hear on uh, on fucking election night they got to stop the count in Florida. Yeah. All right. Hanging chads or something like that. Yeah. Who was ahead when they called? The fucking when when they said they had to stop counting in Florida. Uh, I think wasn't Gore was ahead, right? Gore was ahead. Yeah, and okay. then and then and then Bush won the state by like a hundred and twelve or something. Yes. I don't know. Uh, right, right, right. It was something. It was it, it was extraordinary. Yeah. For most people, they saw that, and I think that was the last instance of American skepticism. Like, even around the world, like, uh, I, I think one of the most vocal uh, people was that guy, Tom York from Radiohead. Like, he wrote an album and called it Hail to the Thief, okay? And I, I, I understand that there was a lot of people that were probably pro-Republican back then. I've always been a Republican myself, but during that election, even I knew, like, dude, that is some fucking bullshit. I don't know what happened there, but, you know... Uh, I don't know if I could trust the outcome of this. And that was my skepticism, even though I'm someone that supported that party. I, I had, you know, just this, uh, they used to call it uh, critical thinking. And I just thought to myself, wow, how did this guy who was ahead, and it, saw, it looked, seemed like a substantial win, all of a sudden they stopped the count in that state, right. and then... They, they stopped the count in the state in order to avoid uh, uh, 
impropriety or the appearance of impropriety, right? Right. So uh, they hadn't finished counting the votes yet, but they were like, we want to stop just to make sure it doesn't look weird. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, that was, it was unfortunate. Very unfortunate. It changed the whole path of Americanism, at least at that point. I mean, you could say what you wanted to about the Democrats of that time and, you know, uh, Clinton's hubris early, early on. But realistically, we saw something significant take place. And this is me saying that, you know, I don't care what uh, Bill Clinton's shortcomings were at that time or whatever that took place because it, it was almost, you know, frivolous. It, 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 it's, it's unimportant. It's unimportant, yeah. This story. Yeah, so he was able to turn around the country in, in a time and unify people, even at a point where it seemed like unification wasn't necessary. Everybody was having pretty much a good time, regardless of what the politics was. Like, yeah, we were going, oh, that, uh, that Bill Clinton, yeah, it was old shenanigans. Right, right. It, was, it, was, it was still a time when the president was, our president, regardless of which political party he was. True. That's exactly what it was. Okay. So let's fast forward a little bit. And uh, what do you feel, and tell me honestly, about Donald Trump? What do I feel about Donald Trump? I don't know. He's, um, he, he's, he's, he's a, I mean, I don't like him, obviously, mm -hmm. right? Um, okay. That's fine. Uh, what did you think about him as a president? Oh, he's, he, was, he was a terrible president, right? He would go on these tirades where he would say nothing and then promise everything. Um, and, like, like he, he had no message at any point in time, right? Like, he would, he would, he would confuse people with what he was talking about. And he, he would have, like, he would have people who went on Twitter and be like, he did not say that. And then be like, oh, no, he did not mean it. Okay. So... And I'm was, not even going to ask you for any specific examples because fair enough. I, I can attest that this is how a majority, not even a majority, as far as I'm concerned, it, it's it, the, the majority thinks the opposite way. And it's not that they look at uh, Donald Trump and they say, oh, yeah, he was this fucking great president. Promises kept, promises, you know, whatever. I promises mean, made, promises kept. Promised, he promised the wall and he promised to take out, take out Obamacare, right? He was only a few hundred, not even a few hundred miles from finishing that fucking wall. Like, realistically, the budget was there. I mean, they just had to actually put the people out there. The contractors were already paid for that stuff. And and, and that's neither here nor there. Fair, fair enough. Like, like, you know, you can blame somebody. when if you If you paid for a vehicle's repair before somebody worked on your car, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to pay for a fucking engine to be replaced in case the fucking car breaks down. And then that car breaks down, engine explodes, and then the place goes, uh, you know what, even though we got the engine here and we don't really have to uh, charge you any more money, we're just not going to put the fucking thing in there. You know, you deal with that shit yourself. And then all of a sudden, like, 100,000 migrants are crossing the border a month, like something astronomical. I think a Easily, we've already crossed the, the million migrants crossing the southern border remarkably. But, again, that's one of those things that's like apples and oranges. What is he doing? What were they doing? What happened there? Because And it's the skepticism about the whole thing. Like, to me, I 
back then, I, I think we've come full circle to where what we were initially, what you were initially saying that back then it didn't matter if uh, the, who the president was, he was our president. We have come the opposite circle to where everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's not my fucking problem. Like, right now, this guy, that, that the walking corpse that's in there, that unfortunate set of circumstances, I know the whole point of this was that your feeling about Donald Trump, you didn't trust anything that he did, right? You mm-hmm. had a certain mm-hmm. amount of skepticism, okay? A, a, a certain bad amount, yes. Then why did you take the vaccine? Mm. Then why did you do that? Well, he like was, he he oversaw that was Operation Warp right. Speed. He was, he, he, was, they, he was against it, right? You remember he told people not to take it. No, 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 no. He he approved for the steps to be taken in order to produce these, you know, right. uh, try right. at will fucking uh, right. right to try uh, experimental. Uh, gene therapies, you know? Right, but that's that's because I trust the scientists, right, Andy? Like, like okay, regar- okay. Regardless of like, like he wasn't the one, you know, in the in the laboratory mixing the mixers, right? Like, right, and speaking in the microphone a little bit more. Sure, sorry, Andy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. So like, even even though he was he was in charge of the program, right? Like again, um. He he really didn't buy into it too much, right? Remember, he was he was the one who was pushing for like the ivermectin and stuff okay. like that. Um, okay. So so yeah, like so in my critical mind thinking, you think that the people working in the lab thought the same way as you? I think the people working in the lab were busy with the actual lab, right? Like they were. Yeah, actually, yeah, but let's just say, let's just say that, as we know, the media, the the. Uh, the sensationalism, the uh, everything has become politicized. So let's say you were one of the lab workers, okay. and you were put forward with this task, and you had some kind of angst against reservation it. You, against reservation the against yeah. the president, and you had no idea if he was going to win or not. But it looked like he was going to win again. You were being told by the media, like, "Oh yeah, there's fucking white supremacists marching in fucking North Carolina." You got all these people out there. They, there's nothing but strife, and uh, white America is in control again. Uh, Karens are all over the place. The chances are we're losing our country. The only chance that you might have if you're working in this laboratory is to humiliate this president. So they don't roll out the vaccine while Donald Trump is in office. Like they, We know now that the vaccine was on hold. Initially, they said it was only going to be one jab, okay? In my skeptical mind, I have this idea that I'm almost certain that a lot of people in, within the science industry, they think just like you, and they absolutely hated Donald Trump, okay? And they saw a situation where if Donald Trump, and, and mind you, the people working in the lab, they did not come up with the recipe for the mRNA uh, uh, gene therapy, like from what we know now, papers and uh, the emails that were sent to Dr. Fauci and everything, um, that the genome uh, uh, reverse engineering came from China. Like China gave all the labs the genome 
the, the, the structure the of the COVID, the, the sequencing. And from there, the American labs produce this mRNA vaccine. My skeptical mind says, why the fuck would we even trust China and trust whatever they're giving us? Like, I, at this point, maybe we should just take the extra step. If you already hate Donald Trump, chances are you're working in this lab, you should say, look, I want to sequence this virus myself, and I want to be the hero of the situation. In my skeptical hey, mind, I mean, weren't, I'm pretty, weren't we bringing the, the, the vaccination in from Europe at that point? No, everything was here in America. We're the first people. Maybe we had the labs doing that stuff in Europe, but I, do you think that the that that I mean, the I sentiment was the same around the world towards Donald Trump? Yeah, I mean, he was pretty universally opposed. Um, yeah, right. So um, why wouldn't they set him up to fail? I, I don't so, think that they thought. But you're you're talking about making a political decision while like. Many people are dying, right? And I think not very many people are dying. It was point zero. We had this. We did this recording on a whole other fucking podcast, and we explained like before this whole thing was breaking out. Like there was a point zero 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 five percent chance back then of succumbing to this thing, like which is nothing. I mean, realistically, in the grand scheme of things, maybe. A million people plus have died from COVID worldwide. In America, a majority of them were here. I mean, we're, I think we've passed already 600,000. I think that, that, that I don't know what those numbers are. You can look them up if you want to. We don't even numbers. care anymore. It doesn't matter. I was, I was, I remember back in the early days, I was looking at the John Hopkins website and being like, oh my God, it's spreading everywhere. Sorry, continue. Yeah, but it didn't end up that way. I mean, even now, they're pushing the sensationalism of the Omicron, you know, and we're supposed to be, like, in a tizzy and fucking, you know, ready to jump off of the buildings or go and get yourself another booster right. and everybody go and get yourself vaccinated for the greater good. Yeah, I mean, like, I think to, to resolve your point, like, the, the sensationalism has and always will be there, right? Right. Um, mm, but I think it's, like, it's supposed to be up to, like, the reader to, like, Realize that they're, you know, that they're that they're going over the deep end on some stuff, right? Right. Like, um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, right. Well, that that's my whole point. Because the thing is, is if you absolutely loathe and despise Donald Trump, and you say that a good portion of the world did, and these vaccines for, for, were being for made good, for good reason, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you thought that he was going to win. Like, if you're going to take a, a, a gambler's bet on this and you were looking at the freaking uh, Las Vegas spread there, it looked like Donald Trump was going to win. So in my critical thinking mind, it looked like initially they were saying that the vaccine was going to be one shot. All three of them was going to be one shot. Donald Trump stayed in office. It was only going to be one shot. And it was going to be a killer shot. It was going to be one of these things that was going to end up maiming people and killing people. It doesn't matter. It was going to look like, it was completely late. They were too late out the gate. This guy fucking blew it, and all of these people died, and it's all his fault, and he was going to be the scapegoat on the whole thing. He still may be the scapegoat. Real, real quick, I mean, like, his ability to deal with infrastructure and the bureaucracy of infrastructure, like, he was terrible at that, right? What, what do you mean? The, the, guy, the, the guy did a, a fantastic job, again, of, of allocating money. That, so it happened with the Democrats before. Fucking uh, Barack Obama, he hit this wall 
with uh, the Republican Senate and freaking Congress where he couldn't get anything passed. It was just a bunch of fucking obstructionists, you know? You feel bad for the guy, but he still managed to get through uh, his, uh, 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 the, the Obamacare. And that was done by an executive order. He just finally went, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to sign it, and we're going to deal with this shit later. I mean, some people were up in arms, but I was like, you know what, good for him. Like, I can understand, I can see both sides. Like, they just didn't want him to get anything through. Like, the, the, the guy fucking was handed a gigantic turd sandwich, and unfortunately, he didn't have to take a bite of it. So, so uh, what you're saying is the, the allocation for the funds was, was uh, similar to the way that Donnie allocated funds for the vaccination? Yeah. Exact. No, no, not not for the vaccination. You see, I, with with this whole thing with Operation Warp Speed, I am saying that people should have been more skeptical. You shouldn't have rushed science like that, because it wasn't an exact science. I don't know. I know that people got desperate. We didn't know how many people died. We didn't know how many lives were going to end up being saved. But I don't think it was worth people ending up with this myocarditis or blood clots or having a stroke or any of these adverse effects because Donnie was like, you know what? I don't want to look like a fucking piece of shit out there. Uh, we're going to give I, all the money and we're going to just let's hurry this up. Let's rush it. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. They've never done it before. It's going to be the best fucking vaccine ever. Usually takes 10 years to get these things approved through trials, but we're going to do this in six months. Never been seen before. Operation Warp Speed. When you hear it like that coming out of my mouth, why the fuck would you trust that? You're already saying his infrastructure and everything like that prior. Right. But I like. I also think there's like uh, there's guardrails on that on that track. No. No, no, no. Joe Biden, I could, we could, we could play a recording where Joe Biden during this time was like, are you going to be the first person to take that shot? Are you, even Kamala Harris is like, fuck, no, I wouldn't take that goddamn shot. Are you going to be the one? Like, they were the first and most vocal people right out the gate that were skeptical. When I heard that, I was like, yeah, no shit. I fucking, wow. Yeah, I wouldn't take that. There's no fucking way. It's way too risky. Like, you're going to have to have some kind of blind study, triple blind, like, you're talking about editing people's DNA. And, it, and even though it doesn't end up coming down to, like, maybe it's not truly editing your DNA, we didn't know. There were so many parameters in there, so many variables for things that could possibly go wrong. Number one, it's like the Trump stakes of fucking medicine. <laughs> like, that is exactly what it is. Well, so, so again, I think, the, like, and again, like the guardrails that I that I'm talking on these tracks are the actual scientists themselves, right? Having having to do like an actual test in order to get these things out, right? Like they didn't just like say like I think it's ready, here you go. But they did. Mm. But they did because they, they didn't even they skipped animal trials. They skipped human. We, we are in the human trial. <laughs> True. Yes. Right, like, like they weigh. So there's no they, science. They, they weigh spread this up. There is some science. Oh, uh, that not enough science. Like that's a questionable. That's a questionable statement, right? It like, is. There's not enough science done in this, and I and I feel like right. after the reports that came out today that Pfizer, it, you can look it up. Pfizer, that the, the news has started saying that uh, there's not enough antibodies in people that are vaccinated to fight off Omicron. Like, unfortunately, it's just not working out the way that it was anticipated. The news media today is conceding that 
there's a good chance that if you get it, you don't have enough antibodies from even your booster shot. It's just not, it's evading it. There's, it's just not working out the way that they'd anticipated. Uh, let's see here. Omicron variant partly evades uh, Pfizer's vaccine protection studies. Yes. That's bad science. I mean, uh, did you know that it was going to be able to evolve that quickly? No one knew. No one knew. Yeah. So, so I mean. Right. I mean, right. So if you had something that worked, like if you get the polio vaccine, you don't all of a sudden one day be like, oh, shit, only one of my legs stopped working. Like you just don't get polio. And I mean, mind you, it's a different form of vaccine, not an mRNA therapy. But you better believe that Pfizer right now is probably working in overdrive. Talk about warp speed. Yeah. They're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, Donald Trump also made it so that way they couldn't be sued. for not, They're not liable for any of this stuff. And that was the number one thing that I was skeptical about. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's funny. I'm not going to try this shit without any type of safety net. I mean, you got to pay for fucking insurance anything and everything except for this like this is free for me i didn't always used to be a skeptic this way but as i get older i'm noticing that oh the times they are a changing and uh all of this skepticism is just being wiped away from earth people are just like you know what fuck it i'll give it a chance like i don't eat mcdonald's all right? I just don't eat it. Oh. There's something mm. inside me that says, I don't care how fresh and tasty mm. and wonderful the commercials are. I don't care how much they zhuzh it up and had uh, Jamie Oliver get in there and try to change the fucking McNuggets to white slurry instead of pink slurry. Like, I just don't trust it. You know? Yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, uh, that said, I mean, millions of people still eat McDonald's, right? And I was looking at the line today, and I commented on it like, you know what? McRib is back, Andy. Oh, dude, it's been forever since I've eaten McDonald's, but the last time that I ate McDonald's, I didn't feel good. I ate it, and I literally felt like, I don't know, I was on drugs or something like that. Like, I, I just thought, man, my fucking head changed. I'm sure there's an amount of fat and fucking salt content in there that just immediately thickens the blood, like, you know, crude. And then... Your body's got to operate that way. Your brain probably doesn't think too good, you know. Uh, yeah, no. Well, but I mean, but back to this, um, back to this uh, coronavirus thing, right? Right. Just the vaccine, or ju just the idea well, so that people weren't skeptical about something that Donald Trump like put so much gusto in, and he's still out there saying like, right, real, "Oh, like it's a good vaccine. You, you, it's a safe vaccine." Like. It probably is. I mean, it, don't don't get me wrong. I just have my own personal story with the adverse reaction that went incredibly sideways for a friend of mine yeah. who got the Gardasil vaccine. Like, it was one of these things. It was a vaccine for HPV. And this poor girl, uh, it, it, it crippled her. The rest oh, no. of her life, she's in, in, she can't do anything. She's on permanent disability. Oh, no. Like, this thing was rushed out there, and then all of a sudden, um, she just started having these kind of, uh, like, one of those scared goats, just these fainting attacks everywhere. Like, <laughs> you're walking, you're talking, like boom, a, just falls like over, stubs like, her head. Like a scared goat. Like a scared goat. Just seizes up, and boom. Mm. Well, you can't do anything that mm. way. You can't fucking operate machinery. You can't. No, you can, no. You, you, 
you can't man a cash register that way. Like, <laughs> there's no way you can't trust her doing anything. I mean, unfortunately, you, you, poor thing. Get a, get a job at a mattress store. Be, yeah, you hope. You know, and even then, that's not safe. You know, beautiful girl like that, fucking passing out all the time, not knowing where she's at. And what happened? She was out there just not. She didn't want a warty vagina. I don't blame her. Yeah. You get, uh, they got you all hyped up. You're like. I don't even know what that is. I mean, I don't even want a fucking cauliflower vagina. I'll take this freaking Gardasil uh, experimental shot. The fluey. Poor girl. Ruined her whole life. And that's one of the, that, that was the first time that I was like, Jesus, maybe, maybe the science can be a, a little bit, uh, a little bit squirrely sometimes. Maybe the numbers can be fudged. I don't know how this stuff got through the FDA. I don't know how how this stuff got approved, but then I was looking up, like, how many of these fucking vaccines have been recalled, you know? And it is literally within the last 20 years, like, it, it's an astonishing number. Maybe 50% of them, like, have been recalled? Uh, so, so, so real quick, so what we're talking about is a risk assessment, right? A total risk assessment. And, like, I don't know, but the, this, this reminds me of... Um, uh, a couple of years ago, we had uh, we had this uh, strawberry dinner, um, mm. uh, strawberry golf festival dinner. It's delicious. <laughs> they gave us prime rib. Um, one of the one of the big events uh, towards the end of the night was they had a uh, a, uh, a drawing for twenty thousand dollars. Right. Wow. Yeah, for sure. A little life changing money. Yeah, there. for sure. It's it's life changing money. And the girl who won it was a coworker of mine. Right. Nice. Who was this? Uh, who was this? Like twenty one year old chick named Sarah. Right. Okay. And Sarah had pulled out the last three hundred dollars she had in her account, right, to buy the ticket. Limey. It's it's sheer idiocy. That right? is like, retarded. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't have food. Yeah. Very she just ridiculous. she just just blindly decided to go buy it, and and as she was celebrating the fact that she won, uh, I think half the twenty thousand, not the full twenty thousand, but the half the twenty thousand. Okay. Right. She said that was a really good investment. Wow. <laughs> right? Well, to and, her, she and, was and like Yuri Geller of right. this fucking, she felt it, and she was like, I'm going to go and pull out the last amount of money, and I'm going to let it ride. Like, did this right. happen so, to people? So, it's in, so in that risk assessment, right, it was right. a good investment because she won. she won. Right. Of course. Like, you're giving me the opposite version of that, right? Yes. It is It is a bad investment because they lost, right? Right. Um, with uh, any form of like medical treatment, there is always some built-in risk, right? As much right. as you try to lower it. But again, there's a reason why there's odds on things. Like right. we knew from the very beginning, you knew from the very beginning, everybody should have known from the very beginning that there was only a point zero 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 five percent chance of succumbing to the coronavirus initially, worldwide, factoring everybody, the nine billion people, right? And the amount of people that have died. But what are we at now? Like one. Still only one, 1 million. Well, not even one percent. We're not. We're point zero one percent of deaths uh, through the whole world. You got to imagine that all, almost all of India. Look it up. Just, just call me out on this shit. And, and this is the look. We got computers. We've got fucking handheld devices. Look it up. All of India. Not even fucking vaccinated, majority of them. The first thing that I thought was, why isn't a mass amount of India dying off? Like, these are the people that, unfortunately, they don't have the most hygienic style of living. 
And I mean, that's that's not a, a diss to them. That That's what they do. That's just their lives. Like, they're not out here fucking washing their hands and slathering themselves down in freaking uh, sanitizing liquids like we are regularly. Like, they're literally bathing in the Ganges with a bunch of corpses and ashes and cow dung, and they're not dying from COVID. So let's find the... Uh, I, I think you probably look up CDC or... But let's get it from a main source, not just fucking fly-by-night news or the stuff of legends.com. Let's, uh, <laughs> I went to Google. I'm, <laughs> I'm at bing.com. So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't trust, again, skepticism. I don't trust anything that Bill Gates is putting out there. Like, he's out there, the biggest proponent for fucking viruses, and yet I can't get my... Sorry, let me put my microphone down. I'm going to double fist it. Okay, here you go. Here. Turn it on. Turn it on. Hit the click. Whatever. That's a fair assessment. John Hopkins, anything. Like, we just need to find out what the percentage is, the mortality rate of the world. Uh, yeah, people dead, divided. Okay. Like, we just read a moment ago that the Pfizer vaccine uh, is being evaded by the Omicron variant. Therefore, we don't know if there's people that have a natural immunity that can have a breakthrough case as well. I mean, plus, there's a good portion of it. I, I think uh, Americans, I think there's like almost a third of um, the American populace that didn't get vaccinated. Yeah, that sounds right. At least. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know if they've had some kind of natural immunity. Like, that. If that I don't know if there's a test for that or they don't have people getting tested regularly. I believe that everyone should at least be and I'm going to use mandatory. Everyone should be mandatorily tested to see if they have antibodies. That's it. That That is the threshold. Like, I understand that maybe triple dosing, fucking max vaxxing, crisscrossing over your Pfizer's and your Moderna's and getting a little fucking J&J &J on top babe, might be the magical elixir. Who knows? Maybe it's a mix of all three. Like, as far as I understood, the reason why we are putting the spurs to uh, Vladimir Putin is because before Donald Trump left office, there was a story that had went viral. It was in the media that Russia had, um, had infiltrated the CDC, Pfizer, any of the major uh, uh, pharmacy, but pharmacological companies, big pharma, Russia had infiltrated their computers and stole the 11 herbs and spices and then created their own uh, Sputnik vaccine off of their stolen information. Intellectual property stolen and then made their own best mix of the three. We don't hear about the uh, efficacy of Sputnik because it's been so successful. Cuba used it. Fucking, I believe Japan uses it. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, Russia obviously uses it. And we don't hear about the number of deaths or, you know, severe reactions or whatever that's happening in Russia. Like, that should be one of the number one things. If, if they stole that information from us, our intellectual property, the things that our companies work for, I first thought the biggest problem 
with America, aside from skepticism, is that there is no unifying, let's all work together. Like, Moderna was out to make their own money. Pfizer was out to make their own money. Johnson & Johnson was out to make their own money. They didn't, like, link up their computers and say, hey, you know what? This is what our research says, and we're pressed for time. Why don't we get our best fucking minds together and figure this out together? What did you find? What did we find? No. They fucking held their cards close to their chest, but then we ended up with three very not distinct fucking uh, vaccines. We, we ended up with almost three of the same vaccines from three companies that didn't talk to each other, with the exception of J&J being the only one that was uh, used an actual fragment of, uh, that, that was, uh, uh, what was that, an analogous uh, uh, vaccine. Like the only one that right. actually used a piece of dead virus to create the vaccine. Right. J&J, the only one. Mm -hmm. But right now, I mean, I fucking who Dave Chappelle was out there, did a special and said, hey, you know what? I got the J&J &J vaccine. A lot of these fucking uh, uh, stars got the J&J &J vaccine. Chris Rock, one of the most famous, got the J&J, &J, and then he ended up having to break through a case of COVID, but he recovered. Anyway, I digress. What are these numbers now if we figure it all out? So we'll just say, you're, you're saying cases confirmed. What is the percentage? What is the risk assessment of this fucking virus? Just on its own, the deaths per capita, what is the total? Uh, so you're looking at 5.2 million divided by 7.9 billion. Uh-huh. Right, which is going to be, uh, uh, I got 0.07 percent. 0.07. Percent, yeah. Percent, that, that's not even a percent, yeah, 0.07. When this first started, again, like I said, it was 0.00005. I mean, it sounds like that's a, a, a great step forward, but it's still not even a fucking percent, you know? Again, I, I, I would argue that. Uh, we okay, have, we then let's, then let's fucking move it up. And let's say cases confirmed, th this will move us to like maybe 3%, 5%. Like, we're not going to move that goal, and that's a huge difference. What's the number? Well, we're we're here. We're delivering to the people. We're trying to figure out the whole idea was skepticism in the media. People are fucking scared out of their minds. They're fucking here in America, bathing themselves in sanitizer. They're wearing their masks. They were tripling them up. They were at least at the most doubling them up. You're looking at one point nine percent. One point nine percent, almost two percent. Yeah, that's one. That's five point two. A million divided by the 267. That doesn't that risk assessment right there is the same as uh, almost the same as your aneurysm. That is the same as my aneurysm. The same yeah. as your aneurysm. The chances of you your fucking brains exploding are it, it's it, I mean it's there. We all have that risk assessment, but again, just like your brain aneurysm, you can't avoid it. Like, you can get yourself triple, quadruple vaxxed or whatever. Maybe, maybe we're slowing it down. But you're still going to end up getting COVID eventually. It could be that you're asymptomatic. Right. It could right. be. Real, real quick, the vaccination is not going to prevent you from getting COVID. Like, it's not the point of the vaccination. 
That's the point of all vaccinations. That's the reason no. initially, yes, well, they the, changed the, the, point, the name. The, the point of the vaccination is just to mitigate it when you do get it, right? Like, no, 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 it's, no, no, it's, no. It's, it's, it's so your body can fight it off better when you do get it. We can look up Dr. Fauci, what his initial claims were. When this thing started, he said the efficacy of these uh, vaccines, vaccinations, they're 100% effective against death and hospitalization. All three, the efficacy is 100%. That's not true. That's just not, again, critical thinking, skeptical mind, right, no. seeing what's happened, evolutionary stance, even, even if you said, look, Andy. Well, I like, here's the thing. 100% is a dumb number, right? You can, Why would he say that? You can give the vaccine to like a 99-year-old man. He may not make it. Of right? course. But why would you even make that claim? You're the top, top in the whole. This is who everybody is looking to. Like, Right. Like, I'm, I'm skeptical that he made that claim. <laughs> yeah, well, look it up. That's it. That's what we got computers. That's why we have these fucking cell phones, everything listening to us. That's why freaking... Uh, this is why we have to house this um, this podcast on our own servers, like so we don't get shut down. Like this is just free think. All I'm doing is saying no, everybody. I'm not anti-vax, okay? I understand what the situation was, what the risk assessment that people needed to take. If you're scared out of your mind that you're gonna die from this vaccine. The media fucking, again, like this whole Yuri Geller thing, they sensationalized it. The original number and the risk assessment was .0005 when it first started. And now your risk is .07. Still not a percent. Still not a percentage. So uh, I, I, uh, I got a AP story here saying video misrepresents Fauci's comment on vaccine effectiveness? Of course. And now I'm even skeptic about mainstream media. They've lied about so many fucking things. Like, okay, right now there's a massive, okay, we don't even need to stay on this. I'm going to change the subject really. I'm going to stay on the same subject, but I'm just going to use my own self in this situation. When I was young, still to this day, you guys would just call bullshit on me. All the time. He talks a lot and of bullshit, Andy. Talk, Everybody, just fucking, you're full of shit. What a fucking bullshitter. Like, you guys had no fear. There wasn't even like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, you wouldn't even consider about hurting my feelings or anything like that. You'd just be like, that guy's full of shit. And I continually had to fucking prove situations, grandiose situations that it would seem impossible. And, and I just had to overcome this adversity to everybody just wanting me to be full of shit. Like, that's it. Like, there was already a predisposed, like, everybody already had this cognitive dissonance, like, that guy's fucking retarded. That guy is full of shit. Like, he, he and, and I've only done, I've only ever followed through on anything from majority of things that I said I was going to do. That's why you are universally loved, Andy. <laughs> that Because I, uh, the whole thing was everybody was just like, well, that guy's full of shit, and then I just continually fucking persevered and pushed through and tried to prove, like, I'll do everything. I'll do it all. Point taken. Fun story. 18th birthday. I think they made a movie about it. Uh, 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 Project X. Not the one with the monkey and uh, <laughs> and fucking uh, uh, the guy from the producers. Uh, the Matthew Broderick. The Matthew Broderick. Yeah. 
but uh, we're talking about like a massive party that just went wild, a block party that just ebbed and flowed and everybody ended up coming in from all over the place. Mind you, I missed the party. I was, it was my birthday, but I had to go and pick up my girlfriend or whatever while everybody was enjoying, I don't know, what was it, like an hour, 45 minutes of a party? Something like that. Andy. It just got out of control. I mean, there's no way of inflating anything. But I remember I needed to go get cake. I'm 18, just turned 18, or mm -hmm. turning 18. Mm -hmm. And I needed to go get kegs for this party. I yeah. was going to be the guy that was going to provide the kegs, the booze. And uh, one of my friends that was there was like, fuck, Andy's not going to be able to get these right. kegs. Like, this, is, uh, this, is, this is you, Mike Deal, in case you're listening. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he was like, fuck, Andy. There's no way. I can't wait to see the look on his fucking face when he gets denied getting these kegs. Like, it was like a point. Like, he wanted to get in the car. with He wanted to drive. He wanted to be the one to be able to be like, fuck you, you fucking piece of shit, you bullshitter. But I went in there into the Hank's Liquor, which has now been shut down for selling booze to fucking underage kids. <laughs> and... I picked up three kegs. Mm -hmm. You guys waited outside while I went in there, did the deal, fucking signed the paperwork. And then when I came out, I was like, oh, he's delivering the kegs to the back of the car. And Mike, were you there? I was not there. Andy. You were not there. I've, 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 I've heard the story, though. Oh, you've heard the story. The, the story is the stuff of a legend. Buddy. It is the stuff of a legend because the fucking look on his face, just the deflated. Like, I didn't realize he'd been talking all of this shit behind my back. Like, I was so confident that I was going to get those fucking kegs. It wasn't even a second. It wasn't even a forethought. Like I was going to get denied this shit. Like I bought booze from that guy before. Like he had no idea. He didn't know that I was already an inside horse. Like uh, my, my cousin, God bless him. He turned 21 and we kind of look similar. So he was like, you know what? I have to go take a new picture. Here you go, son. Congratulations. I, I wish I had an ID that would be this legit when I was fucking your age. And that's how it worked. I just used his fucking ID. Yeah. He would be on the hook if something fucking shit went wrong, but it didn't. Like, yeah, the cops were there. We were on the show Cops. Like, I think legitimately the fucking show Cops was there. But uh, that was one of these points where a man was so skeptical about my ability to fucking just go get these booths. Regardless that there was how many hundreds of people at this fucking party that I'd thrown. I mean, hundreds of people. This, like, like that was the biggest problem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was pre-tickets sold, up. There was pre-tickets. So I sold, the whole reason why the party got shut down was because I sold tickets to the party. Like, that, that, that's, I went to the city I'd gotten, like, a block party permit, but they fucking shut it down. Like, I know a bunch of people were upset, but the cops, <laughs> I, yeah. You still, they, got, you still got some, some solicitors just fuming right now. Fuming, like, fucking, I remember that. It was the best 40 minutes of my life. But, like. Oh, got shut down before I got there. God damn it. Yeah, just right off the side of a golf course. Uh, a friend of mine, dude, the whole thing was just a recipe for success, like. 
this is the lighter side of this whole fucking thing. You know, we were getting very heavy in the thing, but we're talking about this party that I threw. They made a movie about it called Project X. I mean, realistically, the party only went on for fucking, I don't know, an hour, 40 minutes or something like that. But, um, yeah, it was hundreds of people. It just fucking went out of control, but it got shut down because I was charging admission and that was illegal. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. But again, the skepticism. That motherfucker on that day was that skeptical. And I Yuri Gellard those goddamn fucking kegs into the back of that car. That was the, the opposite. He didn't think it was going to go that way. except for a fucking backflip. Like, I totally ruined everything in life. Like, I for, forever, my Achilles heel. If I don't try to pull off a fucking backflip, I psyched myself out of a fucking backflip. When it came time to do a backflip, I was like, I could do a backflip. And I fucking Yuri Gellard. <laughs> I, I, like, waited for time. They are like, do it, do it. And I fucking psyched myself out. Like, I couldn't do it. Because I thought in my head, Last time I tried to pull one off, I was on the trampoline, right. and I totally landed right on my fucking head, on my neck. Noggin, like the yeah. crack was incredible. Was, was I remember good. seeing Scott scream like a woman, like uh, hearing, like, "Oh fuck, he did! Oh no, <laughs> I'm gonna be responsible for this. Why did he even try to do that? That is fucking bullshit." So back, I'm circle back right here. I'm gonna fucking Gensaki this. So the skepticism. I just wish that everybody had a little more skepticism in them. Like, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for everybody just saying, you're full of fucking shit. Like, prove it. That's it. Prove it. And then you have to overcome the adversity and fucking prove the shit. I, I think we went into this all willy-nilly and everybody's afraid of telling people, Fucking prove it. Put up or shut up. If it's only .07 and it's two years going on, year three, I think, 
We're about to round the horn. We're about to round the horn to year three. Yeah. Year three. Yeah. Point zero seven. Uh, I think it's time for people to say, you know what? Fucking be skeptical. Like you can't only increase it. If I don't see fucking just the numbers skyrocket and people start dropping like flies, and they're unvaccinated, they've they've got to fit a criterion. You got to be fucking unvaccinated. They've got to have never had uh, antibodies or ever come in contact or had some. So I we we need we need full fucking tests. Like I'm sorry. I mean, so here's here's the thing, right? Like we're we're what we're rounding into year two. So we're like a year and I don't know four months, right, into having the vaccination available. Right. Like we don't need to keep trying to convince people to have to get a vaccination. Right? No, not at all. Like, but here's the thing. Here's like. I, like, I just want them to stop going to the hospital if they get COVID. Like, yeah, yeah, no, that's a big fucking waste of time anyway. Yeah. I mean, no, they, I mean, like, if if I mean, if if they have, a, I mean, they're the ones who uh, I'm shown uh, like a healthy skepticism towards uh, science of medicine by refusing the vaccination. Right. Right. So if they're going to, if they're going to, you know, continue on that path. Then, then they shouldn't be allowed to obtain the medical services they initially refused. Right. But what if you got vaccinated and then you had a breakthrough case? What if that was the scenario? So it, it didn't matter. Like, like you still ended up with COVID, but you did take the steps. I mean, you were, were responsible. Were, right. And, and there are people uh, like, but like 99% of the people in the hospital are people who did not get the vaccination. I need to see the numbers on that. I need to see the real numbers on these things because right now it looks like the people that are fucking becoming sick with Omicron, they're all vaccinated. Like, look at what's happening in Gibraltar. Look at what's happening in Israel. Like, the whole argument is the more people that get vaccinated, the less there should be breakthrough cases. There shouldn't be. We should see numbers going down in the hospitals. Because yes. right now, we've, more time has passed that... Again, if we if we went far enough back, we would make the argument. I want to make the smallpox argument. The original, the, the settlers, the pilgrims, the uh, the fucking colonialists. Okay, so the original argument is these were the first bio terrorists. So the colonialists, like if, if no matter how you look back then, there weren't Republicans, there weren't fucking Democrats. There were colonialists that came to America. They were settlers that overtook indigenous people's land. And they got rid of those indigenous people who helped them get through. If you believe the stories, we just had Thanksgiving. They got through the harshest winter because, you know, Tonto and freaking, uh, they, they, they showed them how to, how to make maize. Yeah. Plant corn, yeah. use a fish, take a shit in there, so and then it grows the corn. Celebrate the harvest over some turkey. Celebrate the harvest over the turkey. That's it. Indians and pale face celebrating over a turkey leg. But they repaid them by giving them blankets laced with smallpox. Mind you, this is before there was a vaccine. The settlers or the colonialists had already built up a natural immunity to the blankets. As a matter of fact, they're ones that were fucking giving the, giving the smallpox, they were the ones contributing it to the fucking blankets, and then they just 
handed them over to Tonto and his people, and it decimated them. They weren't built, they didn't have natural immunity built up. But what did the fucking colonialists know back then? They were like, oh, well, we've already had, I've already gone through my fucking three bouts of fucking smallpox. I'm still here. These guys, they never had this shit before. They knew. They used it as a weapon. Right. Without a vaccine. Without thinking like, oh, yeah, this smallpox vaccine isn't going, this smallpox virus isn't going to mutate and become a stronger version that's going to turn around and bite me in the ass. No, they used it as a weapon to decimate the indigenous people without it coming back and biting them. Oh, I mean, I still see the fucking pictures that are online from the first, like, ten types of people that are covered in pox, but they survived it. They might have been blind from it. They may have been sterile from it. Right, but, I mean, th- there were several, like, uh, colonials that didn't survive it as well, right? True. True. Yeah. I mean, there's always that possibility. But they used it as a weapon. And it was like something that they knew that they could. And we're in the same scenario right now. It's one of these things to where, yeah, it's, uh, Dan, we just need more skepticism. That's all it is. Just if history repeats itself, do you want to be the colonialist or do you want to be the Indian? That's, that's That's a tough choice, Andy. Right. Like, yeah. Do, do I want to die the smallpox or do I want to give people smallpox? Right. Right. So you want to be the person, I'm almost certain that you want to be the person that survives the smallpox and gives people smallpox. Bye. Yeah. I mean, where are they now? You can't go out to that line at McDonald's and see a fucking Apache or a Comanche in that line. <laughs> I've gone, I mean, I've sat out there like very rarely, there's not any Indians left. <laughs> and they all dead, Andy. They're all dead. <laughs> they all dead, Andy. That's how it worked. You know, and we should be more skeptical. We've, history's repeating itself over. Get out of here. What are you doing? <laughs> Maniac. All right, Dan. So I guess on, on that note, we don't want to offend too many people. No, Andy. We, do you have a rebuttal for this whole thing? We can tie this up into a little bow. And just say, you know, I, I'm just saying that in summation. I, I think in summation, skepticism is like a very good thing. But it's also, um, we also need, there's also a bit of a death of um, uh, expertise that has occurred in this country. Right. There, 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 there is not one thing that can be politicized. Right. Never did I think that a disease could possibly be politicized. Right. We should have all pulled together on this one. Yeah. This should have been like, hey, you know what? Help your fellow man, not, hey, if you've ignored the fucking vaccine, then you shouldn't get hospital care. What kind of fucking animal are you, Dan? <laughs> Dude, it's, You're been, a beast. It's, it's, been, it's been 15 months, Andy, since the vaccine was available. And I say it usually takes five years for those things to pass fucking clinical trials. Hey, man. Hey man. This was a dangerous attack. A, a point zero seven. Okay? That's what the death rate is right now with the big numbers. Okay? Or... Point, what do we say? 1.9% chance. You have a better chance of being struck by lightning or having your aneurysm fucking explode. This year. This year than dying of COVID. That's right. Isn't that crazy? But yet, the sensationalism, like, we don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a new variant. Variant Omega. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting ready. 
like, okay, so I have a whole idea, and the next show is going to be about my plan called Four Months to Famous. This is the first step in it to becoming, we, we, there's several different forms of famous. There's famous and infamous. However, we choose our own adventure, what avenue we go down. All we can do is be honest. We got to say, are the cards in our favor? Are the people, it's not about picking a side. We should be about pulling together, Dan. It should be about helping your fellow man. And if it finally comes down to it, then maybe we uh, end up like, uh, 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 what was that, Mother Teresa, where she's like, but she hit that point. She said before she died, she was like, she turned her ways. But she was like, you know what? This is all bullshit. You know, look it up. Mother Teresa fucking, she even questioned God. But she's a saint. And as much as it hurt my heart to say something like that, like, we can all have that kind of skepticism. Why would he allow something like this to happen? Fair enough. You know? Like I, so I'm sorry, God. I didn't mean that. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, he knew you were just quoting Mother Teresa. Yeah, I'm just quoting Mother Teresa. The biggest saint of them all, you know. Fair, fair. Yeah. Damn. All right, guys. And on that note, we can't wait to see you again. Welcome back to Book and Tiger Radio. This is, that is, Danny D. Yep. And I am. Inconsequential. You could be. Re- I'm gonna be replaced Andy next week. I'm gonna be canceled. Andy I'm gonna be Moe. fucking canceled. Damn. Good night.